Okay, so this is a special episode, just a chat really, about Dungeons and Dragons. It's not an episode number or anything. So, obviously I'm Dan, everybody knows that already. Um, got the, some of the players with me from the Companions podcast. And we're going to talk about why we started playing D&D, any thoughts you might have on D&D in general, and talk about our, your current characters, their backgrounds, creation, that kind of stuff. Uh, what's good, what's crap, what we need to change. Whatever, really. Um, so it's informal. I'm going to record it straight to podcast because it is literally informal. No real editing as such. So we're not using Sirenscape, although I think some of the sound effects from that are pretty good. So if we swear, it doesn't get bleeped out, no? Absolutely, <laughs> bastard. So, um, <laughs> so people I've got with me on my left. Um, so we've got Vin, who plays Sid. Hello. Um, so tell us a bit about Sid. Sid is a character I've been kind of wanting to play for a long time. I've always been fascinated with uh, werewolves um, and, and vampires as well. Um, <laughs> which is why I'm really fond of Victor's character as well. Well, well, well Sid's not exactly <laughs> trusting. He's perfectly of... human, right? Sid, Sid and Victor actually do get on. Like, like, the only <laughs> people in the party who do yeah. get on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say Sid completely trusts Victor, but well, I don't completely trust him. No. But, <laughs> but we get on, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've I, I've been wanting to play some kind of werewolf character. And I saw that uh, Matt Mercer had um, the Order of the Lycan uh, Blood Hunter class. Um, so I looked into that and decided to um, create a character. Um, yeah, and b- before that, I tried different classes. I've tried Barbarian in a campaign. Um, I'm fairly new to D&D, so um, I'm not as experienced as everyone else here on the table. Um, <laughs> But um, I've played a couple of characters, rogues, barbarians, um, one warlock and uh, an eldritch knight. Um, So I kind of wanted to try something outside of the player's handbook. And so far, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm learning quite a few things about uh, the newer newer (laughs) levels of of, uh, Blood Hunter. Um, And Sid is experiencing this these things for the first time too so it's quite exciting yeah that's cool and then so next we've got Anthony obviously playing Carmack the Dragonborn hello there yeah. go, go on mate tell us a bit about Carmack um, Fifth Ed has given me some interesting choices because it's uh, widened the pool of races because obviously previous editions if you tend to stray from what they call the five yeah, normal races so yeah. dwarves elves humans that sort of thing halflings half orcs um, you obviously have, you played at a lower like, or effective character level. Yeah. So if you were a level 5 fighter, but you were a Dragonborn or even a Githyanki or something extra planar, you could end up being one or two levels below. Yeah, so you'd be a fifth level having... character, but actually only a third level fighter. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'd be a fifth, fifth level as a character, but your, your class level would, would have to deduct from what your race would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with fifth ed, the fact that you can now play races like Dragonborn... Um, obviously they've still kept some of the other races sort of separate because of the the law and the nature surrounding how those races interact with the prime planes or other planes like that yeah it's, it's um, it, it just means I just and I just quite like playing large scaly lizards yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah. 
to be to be fair, I've played a couple of unusual characters. I've I've been playing D and D and other various role playing games for quite a long time. It's probably coming up. Yeah, it will be actually coming up to the best part of twenty years because I think I was twenty four, twenty five when I first met Dan. Yeah. Um. So just after univer- when I left university. Yeah, that's right. You were playing working. Call of Cthulhu in Italy, weren't you? Yeah, we were playing Call of Cthulhu, which is uh, obviously a, a game based on the HP Lovecraft properties. And um, then Dan invited me along to one of his sessions that he was running with some other friends that uh, we play with. Yeah. And I, got, I got, got in from there. So I think I actually started playing on the back end of Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, or second edition almost is what it is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, tried a few other um, systems and stuff like that. But yeah, D and D keeps cool. me good. Um, Carmack, um, Carmack is a, sort of a companion to a, a character. Another character I've had a, is also a dragonborn. Um, they're both playing the uh, sailor archetype and background. So I made their histories that uh, they were basically captain and first mate of a like a, a war trader or a merchant merchantman with you know defense capabilities. Unfortunately, because they were both dragonborn, they're both fairly young for dragons as such, which means they've been, um, well, in my other character, Jabby's case, she just wanted to go out and experience more of the other races to gain a wider understanding and knowledge. Um, Carmack has uh, left with her under other pretenses, um, mainly disagreement with some of his elders. So uh, he's... uh, Seeking his place in the world, which is why I play his alignment as um, a neutral good, whereas most dragonborn are either tend to one of the lawful ends because of the they either have to follow Bahamut, lawful good, or Tiamat as lawful evil. Yeah, they're a little bit more rigid in following their draconic yeah. forebears, but yeah. you can still play whatever you want to. You don't have to go into that rigid. No, that's why I've given cast. Carmack's in effect almost been cast out. Yeah, he's not persona non grata, so he's not a kill on sight. But other members of his clan will go, "Oh, it's you," sort of thing. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you lawful good? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And he found he he quite enjoyed his life as sort of a doing a bit of merchanting, a little bit of privateering, and that sort of thing. Um, he's still fairly naive about the other races and stuff, which is some of the comments that's come up about him. Oh, you need to do that. You're a bit squishy, sort of thing. Well. He hasn't quite got the level of maturity interaction that Javi, his captain, as it were, has. Um, she's gone off into other and greater things. Sure. Uh, maybe or maybe not. And um, <laughs> he's been uh, almost, you know, after they uh, left their ship under some cloud of uh, uh, almost mutiny, and he's almost was put ashore and he's been left to fend for himself, which is where he's met Sid, Lith and Twig, Rethos, and now. Victor and his ex-monk companion. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of, talking of Victor, um, Connor obviously plays Victor, the Dampier bard. Yes, indeed. So, give us a bit of detail about uh, him. Um, so, I've been doing backstory on me as I've been playing for only a year of D&D, actually. And I started playing with Dan, Kieran, Gary and Vin. Yeah. Um, I've only played one character before this, which is a ranger. Um, so I wanted to do something that like, had a little bit more magic in it, but not go full-blown Too squishy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Although Victor is squishy as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not got very high con, but you'll get to fourth level in a minute and you can do something about that if you wish. Yeah. yeah. That's why he was hanging around with a monk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that worked out well. It worked out very well. It worked out very well for everybody who has hung out with me before. <laughs> and that's the way it's going to stay. <laughs> um, so I, I chose Bard be- mainly because Gary and Kieran said, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves a Bard. I love Bards are awesome. <laughs> Gary and Kieran were very much, "Do not be a Bard." <laughs> and I went, "Yeah, I love Bards. Bards are great. Let's do that." Yeah. Um, so originally I came. It was the first one with me and you, Dan, and I came with a halfling, because I didn't look outside the book, Yeah. and you went, oh, why don't you try this? Something different. Uh, Oh, yeah, why don't you try this, a vampire, and I love Twilight. Yeah. So, uh, oh, really? No. <laughs> so hey, I, li- I like Twilight. I'm so glad because you might find the old character does suddenly get his sword in his back. Ah, uh, no. I, I, w- I would take the alignment. You I know, would take the alignment the, change for that. The sparkling vampires just mean so much to me. And no, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I do yeah, like vampires. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. I do yeah, like vampires. Just not like, Interview of vampires are great mm. film. Like, I, lots of films. Underworld vampires. Underworld vampires yeah. are cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you came to me. That, was, I, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of how Victor came along. He, I'm, I'm kind of still working on what I want to do with Victor. You've got a bit of history that's going to interact with your character. Yes. By the way. Yes. Uh, it, his, it, we I, didn't I quite get to it tonight, so that but it's to come. Like we need to discuss where he comes because I don't actually I didn't name the city where he comes from. That's fine. Yeah, I think we've given hints as to yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's fine. You will you will have some interesting character development. <laughs> yeah. In fact, most people do. He's, he's not from Ilum then. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> No. Um, so cool um, and then we've got Kieran who plays you know some character or other <laughs> or two <laughs> yes Leaf and Tree Leaf and Tree <laughs> yeah it's a furbolg uh, a traditional furbolg an older furbolg unlike because in my campaign you know, 98% of furbolgs are uh, brutish uh, people their intelligence and wisdom have been lowered their bodies have thickened and shortened and um, much more physically capable but intellectually Incapable, um, which you got a hint of in the episode we just recorded prior to this one, mm-hmm. um, which is great. So, give us a bit of detail about um, okay. Leaf and um, Well, obviously, I've, well, and not obviously but I've, I've played D&D from AD&D days, um, so I've got a lot of experience in the older games. Um, had a bit of a break, probably for about 10, 15 years. Um, come back to 4th edition, which I didn't particularly like, all <laughs> combat. Um, but fifth edition, I really enjoy. No, I think we all skipped fourth edition. Yeah, Wait, I know. Kept it was the best, was it? It's just coffee, combat, which I didn't, I didn't enjoy. It's just combat all the time, pretty yeah. much. So fifth edition, I'm really enjoying. Um, as you can imagine, because I've played for quite a while, I've played a number of different classes and races, and furbolgs just seem different. Yeah. Um, I've gone the ranger route purely because it fitted in with how I saw the Concept, furbolg. Concept, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously reading your backstory that you gave was it, yeah. it just fitted sure um, I wanted something different something that I'd never played before it's like a lesser giant if you like it really yeah. isn't it yeah yeah it is um, so it's very different it's just seeing how he interacts and gets on in civilised lands which obviously isn't the best at this moment in time <clears throat> yeah it's just because it's Ilem uh, and they are very oh fascist you know and that's what they are but no I mean I think it's a great character I think all the characters there have got great potential I've got to say 
I mean, from my point of view, I mean, I've been playing D&D for, oh, um, 36 years, I suppose. But I started playing, I mean, when I was 13, I started playing with the original red box set. Basic D&D. Basic D&D. Yeah. Well, it wasn't called Basic D&D, yeah. although it was the basic set. But because after that then came, that was levels one to five or one to three, I think. One to three. Oh, yeah. And then Expert came up from four to so on. And then it was Masters. And then it was Companion. Then it was, I think after Companion came, was it Immortal? I never got that But Companions went right up, (laughs) which is... um, Yeah, because one of our friends, he's he's picked up a copy of the basic one, the Red Box. Yeah, Yeah. I think Anthony has got, uh, I'm pretty sure it's mine, to be fair. But it's called um, the race was actually a class. A race was a class. Dwarf. A dwarf was a dwarf. Elf was an elf. Yeah, yeah. Um, halfling was a halfling, and then the human could be a fighter, a, a thief, or a wizard, a cleric, or a cleric. cleric. Yeah, yeah, they could yeah. be one of four things. There was when the compendium came out, which was that basic same rule set. There was a couple of options in there. I mean, I tend to create classes as well. Always have. So I created a Templar class, which was. Basically, like a paladin before paladins actually existed, and there's templars in this game, incidentally, which are like watered down paladins. And yeah, I mean, I, I started playing from from then, and it was just a fantastic sort of. It's just it, the escape. Isn't yeah, it? oh, absolutely, it's just amazing. But I mean, some of you, I know you will probably know what Thaco is. Do you know Thaco? Yeah, classic. Yeah, armor class. Yeah, whereas Vin and Connor, you think like. What? what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I have no idea. Thaco is T H A C zero. Okay, so armor class zero, you'd need to get a, say for instance, a fifteen to yeah. hit Thaco, um, to hit to hit armor class zero. If their armor class was minus one, you'd need to roll a sixteen when you d twenty. If it was minus two, you'd need to roll a seventeen. Okay. When the newer versions of AD and D came of, of D and D came out. They, third edition, basically. Third edition. When, made, we, when we were still playing the AD and D back yeah. when I first started, um, Brad yeah. Silverthorne. Brad Silverthorne. Yes. Yeah. And the um, the necromancy let me play. It didn't get, go very well because she ended up getting cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she just had no flesh. She's no, just she's, a skeleton. She was just a skeleton. She ended up getting cursed within like the first two. Yeah. two sessions of me playing her yeah that was fun and I made this fighter called Brad who was he was legendary oh he was legendary he, he legendary was, death yeah well he was but in, in, yeah. in pretty much in sort of some of Danny's lore and game world he has become a, a one of the gods one of the gods one of the deities yeah, yeah quite yeah, amusing yeah. And I then played a, a dusk blade which was a, a clerical version of the dawn blade yeah um, the tiefling who was a follower of Silverthorn yeah yeah so it's, it's very funny it's quite, quite, he was quite fun yeah, I mean, I mean, Silverthorn was in the campaign um, which went through to immortality. Yeah. Um, but on the route to immortality, Silverthorn just the, didn't the, make well, it. The whole, the, <laughs> yeah, but the, the whole story behind it was, and I think that it's, it's always the one, <laughs> the one or two encounters I always um, like the most was um, basically Dan had this habit of putting in these travelling merchants, mm. and who were basically demons in disguise. Yeah, great. They had some lovely, lovely, obviously weapons on them but the cost was not necessarily monetary temptation rocks yeah and brad <laughs> um, so he was he was he was a he was i was playing with a dual wielding fighter so it's long sword short sword and with the various bits that, to produce penalties and stuff and he, he got, obviously we met one of these traveling merchants i think it was just like appeared on a rock didn't he yeah, yeah. Like, all of a sudden he was in front of us and we're like, i got new weapons mate 
oh, you've got love for these long swords. And da, 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 da. So we've gone through it, and Brad's found this long sword and this short sword. He's like, oh, yeah, they're really nice. I said, what do you want? Oh, yeah, some da, da, da. And I think it worked out about 6% of my soul, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was five. Well, one was two, one was three. Yeah, it was 6% of my uh, soul. So it was five, oh, whatever. Yeah. And, and an amount of gold as well. An amount of gold, yeah. 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 And basically he ended up with like a, a vorpal short, long sword of sharpness and an undisclosed short sword, which um, we never did find out exactly what that did, but it basically darkened his skin and gave, it was turning him evil. Right. It did affect, but it was vampiric draining. So um, he got these weapons, and I think after its first two or three encounters, stuff wasn't doing particularly anything special, and all of a sudden they just the other members of the party realised what this short sword was doing, and literally held me down because there's a, 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 a the barbarian, Kayla barbarian, and his NPC, another fighter called uh, he's called uh, Tintagel, didn't he? Tintagel, yeah. yeah. And they literally, I found this friend, they just held me down, and Kayla took this short sword off me. And chucked it in this coffin they picked up from a coffin of holding. A coffin of holding. Coffin yeah, he was carrying around. It's a perfect travelling thing for a vampire. I've actually seen one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brad sulked quite a lot about it, but it was a barbarian. He couldn't really do bugger all about it, and we were doing other things. And then we basically came across this forest, uh, no frost giant, um, as we were walking up a mountain path. So literally taking up the whole path on the side of the mountain, yeah, yeah. things. And Dan's got, oh yeah, roll, roll, roll. So we rolled on initiatives, and Brad's got first. He's still pissed off at Kayla, and he's gone, right, I'm going to fucking kill this thing. And Dan's like, oh, roll your damage, roll, straight 20. Mm, okay, so we don't, well, I'm going to take a running jump up the side of the mountain and try and cut its head off. Bloody thing in my way. Yeah, sure. And it's taken my sword. I'm pissed off. All right, roll your, roll your D6. Yeah, for See, location. Location. Yeah. Roll D6. All I've got is obviously this is this probably. You know, we're 13th, 14th level at this Something point. Something like that. You were getting yeah, on, yeah. We were getting on. And Dan's obviously planned that encounter to take us a few a yeah. few rounds and stuff to do, deal with as a group for a frost giant. <laughs> and like, like, first hit, first thing. And Dan's gone, right, yeah, okay, so you uh, you walk, you step over the body of this frost giant. There's <laughs> literally Brad's imagined it just running, he's, got, he's just going, taking out all his anger and frustration from losing his other sword and just leapt up the side of the mountain and just gone <laughs> straight through this all, frost giant's head. weapons will... Take off whatever they hit. 19 yeah. or 20 it used to be, wasn't it? Yeah. Turn the head off. Yeah. Limb. Yeah. Whatever well, you, 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 roll, hit, you yeah. roll. If you roll the critical, you yeah. then roll it at location dice, whether it's obviously one tend to be legs and torso. Left leg, right leg, torso, left arm, right arm. And six head. Yeah. yeah. Neck, head. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's rolled straight 20, rolled a six, and this dice has gone boom. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. And you wander back up the mountain. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> And then, and, um, and then, I mean, my pro, yeah, the fire demon was a bit, bit That naughty. was about 17th or 18th, because we were getting onto the, the final um, thing. Yeah. We'd fought off this ancient dragon, or we'd mutually parted ways. Oh, that, that, see, that was one of my favourite encounters, where they, the party would think they were really powerful, and they were very powerful, but the inclination for player characters is that their characters got up a few levels, and players think their character characters are generally basically invincible oh. so <laughs> so they went after this uh, dragon who was building its own dominion they had wyvern guards and that kind of thing and this dragon flew they had this fight he, 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 he was in human powerful. form first yeah I mean but when, you, when we, he we transformed we found out it was and then we yeah. started fighting and then you, then halfway to the back he, he suddenly goes hell was he transformed into this red, ancient red, red dragon. dragon so wearing a belt with pouches and stuff and Anyway, he flew up 
Now, some of the player characters could fly. They had items or spells. Mm. Um, there was a wizard with them called Necron who could cast fly on other people. So they decided they'd take the battle to the sky with the dragon. So they was up about a mile. Yeah, yeah, they was up about a mile and engaging in combat. And then the dragon okay. just pulled out this wand of magic negation and just all their magical things just stopped working. So he just threw down by the side of them, watching them, because dragons have wings. <laughs> and then he went... Brad. Uh, yeah, Brad, that's Brad true. Brad, once again, had managed to find the only thing that still worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had technological armour, didn't you? Yeah. Space armour. And then they all go... Dum, 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 into the ground. Um, I think... Did anyone go unconscious from that? A couple did, didn't they? I think Necron might have done, but obviously the... Brad and the, and the barbarian, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brad right. kept up the dragon mole. They just recovered. Yeah, and then and then the fight continued, and at the end of that battle, both sides mutually decided they would go their separate ways because the, the dragon, dragon didn't want to die, and the players didn't want to go. Fight. Yeah, was, uh, both sides were intelligent, and they thought, like, okay, we'll go our separate ways here. Okay, <laughs> come back in a few more levels. Yeah, yeah. So that was really funny. That was so the favourite. What sort of level was that then? That was not shy, not far shy from twentieth, was it? Twentieth hmm. um, was always the highest. Yeah, it was in that level. In the old version, it used to be 36th, of course. Yeah, I've used to play it to that. It always used to be up to 20th level. It was just 36 levels of character classes. And then if you went on the path to immortality and you undertook all the tasks and survived, then you could um, reach immortality, which in itself started at first level <coughs> all the way up to 36th. Yeah, so what we were, that's what we were doing, and then obviously Brad met. We met this fire demon, and he just chain cast fireballs. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Fireballs at his own feet. <laughs> As they're trying to engage, he's immune to it, and they're all taking like twenty d six, twenty d six, twenty d six, twenty d six. So anyway, that can burn. That can burn through yeah. one hundred and sixty hit points pretty damn quick. It, oh, one hundred and twenty. But yeah, it's. Um, it's very funny, but then and then unfortunately the character died. But you can get resurrected. I'll oh, get rid. Yeah, but you've lost five or six percent of your soul. So roll that d one hundred. So you roll d one hundred. Would you get three or four? Four. Okay, no so way. Resurrection failed. You're I went straight to hell. No, no. <laughs> Do not pass go. Become a slug. Yeah. And then rise to power. Second edition, wasn't it? So your constitution would go down every time you got risen. Yeah, in second edition, yeah. Which is a nice touch, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you shouldn't be able to come back time and time. No, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that was so that was really good. Um, eventually, the two characters which made it to immortality, the bloody barbarian. Again. Yeah, I know, right? They Stop they gave him this demonic took, slug took my soul. back his memories, even though he's a demonic slug, so that he had intelligence and could evolve whilst keeping that bit separate. And eventually, you escaped by kicking Hades in the face, I think. Well, whatever, whichever lesser, lesser prince I, in domain I was working for. Um. <laughs> so while well, they became immortal gods, so gods. I, I will become a demonic god. Yeah. Like, well, you I'm know, sort of lawful, half, neutrally, half, neutrally. half demon, half god thing, yeah. um, which goes down really well. <laughs> I think back in the day, I think I played predominantly evil characters as well. You told me that, but you used to play oh. short-term things as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, they were never like campaigns, so they are like, always like one-shots. Yeah. You know, maybe a couple of sessions, mm -hmm. um, so that's why I'm averse to playing evil characters nowadays because I've not been there. I've done, done it, it to death. Yeah, I've just yeah. 
So I'd much sooner play like yeah, really characters. Well, most of mine have been chaotic, good. Yeah. So, yeah. but obviously you don't really get, especially the opportunity with you guys to, to play an overtly evil character, mm. which just wouldn't fit with the story. It is difficult to play yeah. an evil character, and it's nicer both from DM and from the party cohesiveness. If yeah, you like, yeah, that's the thing to play like, goodly. Um, I mean, or that kind of yeah. it's all thing. it is nice playing the characters you want to play but you do you know we're all we here to, to enjoy that. ourselves yeah. Yeah, and yeah. stuff, and we all want to get on and stuff so you do have to have a little bit of circumspectness about what you're going to do oh, absolutely. Absolutely. unless of course like I say you play an evil campaign or a campaign where we're all there's a lot, well it's not so much all evil or it's a lot more morally ambiguous yeah. it doesn't have to be an evil campaign just has to be a couple of extra things where you know you're going to go into certain situations where you might need someone who doesn't mind just stabbing people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I think that's where Gary is playing it quite well at the moment because he is—he's not evil, but his his character is certainly looking out for number one. He's, he's number the underworld. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's 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 our underworld contact yeah. almost. So. Yeah, he is, isn't he? So I think he's like I quite like that actually. I think he does quite well doing that. Like. In the, and, and, so as, and, it, and as he said, some, some some of the things, yeah, some of the things he's he's, he's done in sort of recent episode are, and I, I have to agree with them. They are what the character would do. Yeah. They're not the most sensible or intelligent oh. things, but they are what his character would do. Yeah. He's playing his character. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether you kill him for it, it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gal. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just kill him just for being him. So. Just depends on being brief, or so yeah, absolutely. So, you, so you got two newish players, right, Connor and Finn. You got two more experienced players, Kieran and Anthony. How do you think, probably you, you know, Kieran and Anthony, your design of a character has changed now? Well, you've just sort of answered this, Kieran, oh. about evil and not compared to when you first started playing. Did you, for instance, used to pick something out of a film or? But now you don't, you just go with a bit more imagination, or...? Because, um, you know, it's, it might, it's probably changed. I can't, can't say that I've never been influenced by film, because part of what we, what we are is we are influenced by the things we read, Absolutely. the things we see, and you, yeah. you can't get away from that, because, you know, just if you read or see, see something and you like it, you're going to remember it. And then even when you're creating stuff, I mean, I also played a lot of online games and stuff, so a lot of the characters on there, I mean, um, my World of Warcraft character, a hunter called Silverthorn, is obviously using the same name as my original character that I played in Danny's campaign. Yep. Different type of class, but then, you know, things like that. Um, I must admit, I do tend to stick to melee classes, and that is something I've probably always done. I mean, um, even in online games, I tend to play a hunter, a, a tank glass, so the patterns of warriors or things like that. Um, in D&D games, I've played mostly um, frontline characters, even sort of paladins, uh, fighters, rangers. I have got a couple of sorcerers. Dust blades. <laughs> yeah, all sort of hybrid, you know, hybrid classes. Yeah, Nothing, they can still fight, is, yeah, is the point. Yeah, yeah. it's still... I like, to, I like to get in there and get in, get involved in the fight. I mean, yes, okay, you can still do it as a mage, but I like the being up to the character and, you know, yeah, using the old power attack cleave or is yeah, a barbarian, yeah, right. whirlwind, things like that. I like that idea of being in the face of the person, of the of the NPCs or yep. whatever big bad you're fighting for that, that particular scenario. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I understand that. Um, 
I mean, for me, since I've, I started playing way back, as I said, like, you know, like 1982, um, with the red box set, but, and it was just amazing, you know, the, the whole kind of concept, and I've made friends through it, I mean, you, you like you guys, that kind of stuff, well, yeah, Kieran, and, 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 and loosely including, loosely including Kieran, yeah. Um, He's still on the fence about that one. <laughs> and then had, um, like, really interesting chats, or... On, just on Twitter, for instance, where I made a comment, and someone like Greg Tito or um, uh, Mike Merles or, or whatever, you know, the creative director of the Fifth Ed, they've answered it, and then back and forth a couple of times, which is really quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really good. It's really good of them to do that because they don't have to, but it both promotes the game and gets people interested all over again in the game as well, which is great. And podcasts. Um, I really like Grapple the Dragon, which is at Grapple Dragon. It's a, a newish podcast, but it seems to be really good fun. Um, and they seem to be really nice people. Um, likewise, Sneak Attack, uh, which you obviously listen to, Vin. That was one of my favourites. I'm looking forward to their second campaign coming out. Um, Josh, you know Josh on it? I mean, he nearly always answers whatever you send to him. He's, uh, he's really good. And of course, Critical Role, which most people have heard of if they haven't listened to. It is really good. It's voiced, the players are all voice actors. So, you know, it's going to be pretty good, you know. So that's great. But for those that have just started with the Fifth Ed, which is the two newer players, what parts do you like the best or maybe like the least? And for those that play different versions, what bits do you miss? For like we, we talked about Thaco, which was we kind of got used to it, didn't we? Mm. But from version three it's onwards, just it's just so much before. easier. <laughs> just so much easier with a, a number which goes up rather than starting off at ten, which is what AC used to start off at, and go down. So minus one was better than AC ten, for instance, and minus ten was really good. So you can see that could be a bit complicated. But so what bits do you like? best and least out of fifth ed and what do you do Kieran and Anti like best and least compared to the other systems which bits do you miss Come in. oh um well fifth ed is pretty much all I know about D&D to be honest and I was introduced to it through um critical role yeah um so Matt Mercer's way of DMing was my first kind of experience of a of a DM or how a campaign is run, um, and I, I pretty much learned everything I knew from from him. And then I actually ordered um, the handbook, um, the DM's guide, and monster manuals, just to kind of see what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like when he's mentioning. Um, like certain checks or equipments or uh, a piece of law from whatever um, it just made sense uh, when I actually read through the books and actually looked on online and read, read about all these um, campaign settings like Forgotten Realms and Greyhawk or yeah. all, all these kind of things I was like there's so much depth to it and that's why I that's why I enjoyed the most about D and D, I think, is just, um, just the the depth of the law and the and just just what kind of stories can be told with 
so much information sure. um, that's already been provided. You, you, I mean, you can make your homebrew campaign or whatever, but there's just so much content there already to be used. Um, it just makes it easier to create your own kind of world based on whatever's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I have to admit, I like the role play aspect of it. The combat is great and all, but I like role playing. I like drama. Um, all these kind of events and conversations. Intrigue and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like once you kind of start understanding a character and like just kind of playing off other people's um, characters, whatever, like they kind of let let out, um, even if it's subconsciously, they just kind of let a piece of information out um, during conversation. I'll make a note of that and I'll kind of refer to, back to it and kind of bring it up in a conversation afterwards in the right time. Um, but all that to me is just really fun, just discovering and learning more about the world that uh, we're playing in and the characters themselves. And yeah, that, that that's just exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's... Yeah. When you get more experience, you want to try DMing because you have to do all of those things yeah. with different NPCs and accidentally let slip information yeah. because normal people would do, you mm-hmm. know, and that's real good fun for me. But um, what about you? What do you think? Anything? Anything's about? You said you particularly like Connor, or you think, oh, I wish it, this was that instead of this, or? Um, well, I've only ever played fifth edition right. as we get, but I. I think it's really good because I thought it was very easy to pick up and play. Yep. And especially, oh. like, this, this says something about the D&D community, I think, but everybody's so welcoming. They'll help you out with mm. hints and give you... When I started, I knew nothing. I had to get out the cad sheet and everything. You guys let me through that and let me know what was going wrong. I just wanted to kill you personally. But... <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because you're jealous of Solomon. <laughs> yeah, <'cause>, yeah. <laughs> Mate, Andrew Mack is just... Solomon and Oinkers just, you know, don't... <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's not just like playing with you guys. It's, it's any conversation you have online with... Anybody. anybody from D&D. Yeah. Coming from a video game community where everybody yeah. is so toxic. <laughs> everybody is just anger and hate. You come into the D&D community, it's like a giant hug. <laughs> Everybody's just so nice. And yeah, and, and 5e is so easy to pick up and play. It is. I, that's what I really like about it. Hearing about some of the other stuff from the other... Like, it sounds like you have a lot of variety, but it, it does sound complicated. Thacko mm-hmm. was the most complicated thing about it, I think. Um... And I do miss... You say that, but I don't... I don't no, I found it easy, <laughs> yeah. but I think, I think that was the most complicated bit. But it wasn't complicated, it was just different. And you got used to it straight away, because you know that if you needed, as I said, like a 15 to hit Thaco, for instance, to hit AC0, if it was minus 5, you'd add 5 to it. And if it was 5, you'd take 5 off of it. So it's just something you just very quickly got used to, didn't yeah. you? Of course, there was different tables as well, wasn't there, for different classes? Different, ah, yes, of course, the different attack that, yeah. tables of different classes. Yeah. Fighters were it's, better it's at combat. Like yeah, and, I, and that's what has always stayed with me, which yeah, is what, one of the slight issues I had with the proficiency mm. rules in 5th ed. 
Did, did, I don't know if you heard that, you two. No, no, Sorry, no. was that the <coughs> No, no, it's, um, as Kieran correctly just said, there were different attack tables for the different classes. Hmm. So a fighter, Thacko, for instance, might have been 15, hmm. but a wizard might have been 19. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this little special recording. We actually really enjoyed recording it, and there's more to come. For some of you, I've no doubt the term such as Thacko is new. That's one of the things you really want to look up, probably. Uh, you'll be shaking your head for years. Um, it's a great thing about D&D, really. It's always evolving, and players like myself who've been playing it for a long time will hopefully be playing it for a long time to come as well. So if you've got any questions about the campaign or even my history with D&D, the character classes I've made, such as the Templar, the Arcane Warrior, the Empyrean, that's actually one of my favourites, and so on, please get in contact. One important thing about D&D is the fact that pretty much most of us are very approachable and quite a social lot as well, so don't be shy. I'll release another of these specials in a month or so, but in the meantime, I hope to hear from you. Best to you all, Dan.